These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. Coming to you from the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Ah, I got you there. Yeah, you've almost told me. You thought I was going to say it. Well, I didn't. didn't say it. You didn't. didn't. We're proud of you. Say what? Say what? Don't ask him. What? Oh. I have a new TV obsession that I want to talk to you guys about. Okay. That the world is talking about. Mm-hmm. I sound like the president. People are talking. This is huge. It's a huge show. Huge Huge scandal. McMillions on HBO. Yeah. Oh Mm -hmm. my god, yes. The entire Monopoly kerfuffle, the game, (laughs) the McDonald's Monopoly game that I used to get so excited about Mm -hmm. as a kid, Mm -hmm. was rigged. It was all bullshit. It was rigged. They were cheating. Mm -hmm. None of us, none of us here ever had a chance of winning. So who, how many of you all knew before the HBO series, before the McMillian series, that this had happened, or was this you all's first time finding out it's about the scandal? It's my first time finding out that this was a scandal. I read this expose in like 2018 that the Daily Beast did, mm-hmm. and it was mind-blowing. The scandal gets bigger and bigger yeah. and unfolds, and it's one of the most amazing mm-hmm. crime stories I've ever heard. Scorsese should make a movie. Right? <laughs> what was the premise of it? What was the point of the game? What did you have to do? You could buy a french fry or Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. cup, and there would be these little peel-off Monopoly pieces. Right. And different ones, you would win different things or different amounts of money. Right. And so it was sort of a lottery. Your lotto ticket was the french fry. Or you could come up to the counter at McDonald's and just say, hey, I'd like a piece, please, because they couldn't make you pay for it. Mm-hmm. There's some law that outlaws lotteries. Oh, I didn't realize that you just oh. don't ask for one. My stupid ass was just buying hash browns. <laughs> I was always getting a large or medium fry, yeah. knowing I didn't need a large fry just so I could get some Collecting pieces. All those pieces. Fine, you always had three railroads and two of the red properties, and you never had that last piece that got you the free And this car. is because it's based off of the Monopoly games. And you need to collect them all to build the you, board? Right, there's certain pieces that you collect for Different smaller, combinations. Yeah, different combinations. They were like these small incentive prizes. You can get like a free sandwich, or you can get like a free drink with your meal, or get some fries. But then they had these bigger prizes mm-hmm. that everyone won. Like, win a trip to Jamaica or... A Dodge Viper. Right. And then the big prize... If you got Park Place and Boardwalk, yeah. you got Or all dollars. of, like, the instant wins or something. Oh, really? I was reading something that said there were two ways to win the big prize, which was the million-dollar mm-hmm. prize. Boardwalk and Park Place yeah. was one of them. And basically, there were maybe one or two park places in the world. Oh, right? okay. okay. Mm. This is very complex. It's just Monopoly. Right? <laughs> Have you ever played the game Monopoly? Yes, I played it, but this sounds like more difficult. You're always like, the different shoe, aren't you? Com- maybe. I don't know. I do like the top hat. <laughs> All you had to do as the consumer was eat McDonald's, right. order a medium or a large okay. so that you could get tickets. And then in recent years, I think they only put them on the mm-hmm. large sizes, and that's how you get a ticket. You just buy stuff. You don't even have to think. You got little stickers and you put them on your little game board. Mm -hmm. Well, as a result, people with self-control never won. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) Right? But apparently, this Mm -hmm. guy was stealing all the winning pieces and selling them to people he knew. It was the perfect crime. It was brilliant. And the printing company, Dittler, Mm -hmm. which is inappropriate. (laughs) You shouldn't Dittler anything. No, nothing should be diddled. 
is based in... You guys are childish. <laughs> <laughs> Diddler is based in Georgia. The of course. Oh, yeah, there's an Atlanta connection. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Proud of my city. Well, I highly recommend the show, but I was disappointed to learn that I never had a chance. Well, it yeah. was the head of security at the marketing firm, right. Simon Marketing or yep. something? Simon, yeah. Mar- mm-hmm. Simon Marketing. That was his name. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry. Does anyone here have a real Uncle Jerry? I know a man named Jerry. I have a cousin, Jerry. I like Ben and Jerry's. Recently, <laughs> somebody came up to me and was like, I'm so sorry your aunt died. I was like, my aunt? I'm like, yeah, your aunt died. Your sister told me that. I was like, my sister is full of it. My aunt didn't die. She's been dead for 10 years. Ah! And then I see my mom later that day, and she's really sad. And I was like, what's wrong? She goes, you know, my aunt died. Ah! And I was like, I thought she's been dead for 10 years. I had reconciled with it. I wasn't mourning her because I thought she'd been gone. (laughs) (laughs) You'd forgiven yourself for not going to the funeral. Yeah, I was over it. You were past It almost happened again. Speaking of taking chances... We're going to read a sketch that George wrote. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the first sketch I ever wrote. I wrote this when I was taking sketch writing classes at Dad's Garage in 2015, so it is old. For listeners not from Atlanta, not in his Dad's Garage, there's garage. a comedy theater in Atlanta called Dad's Garage. And they were a big deal at the time. I was mm-hmm. real excited to take a class with them, and this is the first thing I turned in. And guys... I'm not embarrassed of this. I kind of don't hate it. All right. Okay. So I'm, All right. I'm looking forward, especially from you, Will, who teaches sketch, what you would do with this if this is turned out. I'm very excited. And I promise you, this is not unfunny like the last one I presented. Thank God. Okay. The sketch is called Lunch Break. Here is Lunch Break. Interior, office break room, lunchtime. Two middle-aged women, the hypersexual cougar Lydia and her frumpy coworker Carol, are sitting at a table in the break room enjoying a salad out of Tupperware. So then, get this... At the end of the night, I find out that he's still in high school. (laughs) He's a senior. Can you believe it? A senior. Oh, goodness, Lydia, you are so bad. They're interrupted when Nancy, a divorced trophy wife, enters the break room. Oh, what did you do now, Lydia? A 17-year-old. Damn, girl, you're like... A cougar with her prey. You know what they say about those young, hot-blooded, all-American types. No, what? They're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy notices someone approaching. Here comes that new temp that corporate sent over to cover for Marie. Have you met him yet? Oh, my God, yes. No, is he a looker? Not at all. (laughs) He's pretty scary, actually. Here he comes now. Charles, an unattractive man, too old for his goth getup, glides into the break room. <laughs> he barely makes eye contact as he quickly sits alone at the other open table. Look at what he's wearing. He looks like a serial killer. Charles ignores the whispering, focusing on his meal. Hey, nice outfit. Where'd you get those boots? Hot topic. A shoes door. Okay. Hello, my name's Carol. I'm a head of HR. This here's Lydia, and that's Nancy. They're both in sales. Your name is Charles, right? I prefer to be called Lestat. (laughs) (laughs) Well then, Lestat, it's nice to meet you. I, um, I like your nail polish. What color is that? Black. Lydia gives a silent whatever to the women, and they all laugh it off. They whisper amongst themselves. Charles is visibly uncomfortable with the women mocking him behind his back. Fine. 
out at them. Are you a vampire? Nancy! What? Lestat was, like, a vampire. Maybe he is, too. Don't be foolish. You know vampires can't come out during the day. I'm so sorry about that. It happens. What you should have asked is, are you a warlock? No, I'm not a warlock. Then, what kind of dark magic do you practice? I do not practice any magic. Ladies, I know I may look a little different, but please, if you don't mind, I would like to enjoy the rest of my lunch in peace. OMG, what is that you're eating? Is it a heart? It's a meatloaf. It looks like it's covered in blood. That would be ketchup. What kind of question is that? Who eats a heart? I do. I like it on my Caesar salad. I eat a lot of salad because I'm trying to stay off carbs. Ha ha. Very funny. Do you, like, worship the devil? No. No, damn it. No. I'm not a vampire. I don't practice dark magic. And I don't worship the devil. I'm just a guy. Just your average boring 35-year-old guy. Then why are you dressed like that? Are black boots and a little eyeliner too weird for your perfect corporate fantasy? You know what, Charles Stat? The way you dress portrays an image. You shouldn't get upset if someone makes an assumption about you based on the image you put out there. If that's the case, I must assume that you are just a bunch of boring, judgmental suburban hags. Suburban? <gasps> Who are you calling suburban? I'll show you suburban. Poof! Lydia turns Charles into a frog. Well, there goes another camp. Oh, good help is hard to find. Carol puts the frog in her Tupperware container. I'll put him in the storeroom with the others. That's too bad. I totally thought he could be our fourth while Maria's, like, on maternity. I did too, Nance. But I'm sure we'll find someone else to join the Black Ravens of the Dunwoody Coven. <laughs> From your mouth to Satan's ear. Anyway, finish your story. What happened to the 17-year-old? Oh, yeah. So I ripped off his shirt and sacrificed him to the Dark Lord. I topped my Caesar salad with his heart. <gasps> Carol takes a bite of the salad. Mm-mm, yum, yummy. You are right. He is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, George. <laughs> All right. That took a turn. <laughs> so, Will, this has turned into your class by a budding new writer. What do you say? You're very creative. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think the character development was pretty great. I liked the three women. I liked faking the audience out, mm -hmm. that they were overly sexual. Mm. I would just want it to have a clearer game so that the audience at least knows what the joke is. By not letting us know till the end that they're witches, mm. I'm a little confused as to what their deal is. I wouldn't say that if you're going to play that he's a vampire, let's play that hard. That, oh, these three women think this just pretty normal skinny white guy is a vampire. Mm -hmm. I almost imagine him like Jared from Silicon Valley. Okay. He could just be kind of a normal guy that they're kind of harassing and then the button being that they're witches. So I think you've got something. I think you mm -hmm. could take it in a few different ways. I would pull that one thread through and figure out what's the funniest and hit that a little harder. Okay, okay. I'll take your note. We might revisit this. I can never see it on stage because how do you turn somebody on frog on stage? But you can always video mm. that, right? Well, a lighting effect and a uh, tiny plastic frog. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Or cast an actress who's a witch. There you go. That, well, that's ooh. that's a way to go. Then you'd need a lot of men to play that role. Though. Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> three shows a night, you'd need three dudes. She'd have to, or at least be able to turn them back. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have nice it. job, George. Thank you, folks. That was the writer's room, the first sketch you ever wrote. I would have kept you around. You wouldn't have thrown me out of the class? No. Well, thank you, George. Uh-huh. It's time to check in with TJ on our favorite reality show of the moment, Kid Nation. It's like 13 years old. <laughs> well, you know, people come to things in their own time. TJ, what's going on with Kid Nation? I watched the third episode, which is available on YouTube, mm-hmm. and Alex did as well. I did. Yeah, so we're just going to discuss <laughs> what happened with the major points. We start off with the kids all gathered at the saloon. They're wasted on soda. Um Oh my gosh, I was really troubled by the let's make it seem like the kids are in a bar atmosphere. <laughs> they sweep into the saloon and they're all like, woo, and like booty bumping and they have these bottles open and they're doing root beer shots or root beer bombs. They were, oh my god. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a party. It yeah, was it was. Too much. Wait a second, that sounds like something the producers invented. They had I to. never did root beer shots. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that not. was not a thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's just funny because they just end their day at the saloon each day. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing else to do, honestly. So the next morning, Greg, the oldest, is going around banging metal trays uh, while Mm -hmm. everyone has a hangover Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. the soda. Uh, (laughs) They're coming down from their sugar high. So everyone's now pissed at Greg Mm -hmm. because he just ruined their whole day. And it's personally my worst nightmare. (laughs) Metal trays wake me up. It made me think of another reality TV show favorite, Bad Girls Club, mm-hmm. when Tanisha got mad at the roommates for keeping her up all night. And mm-hmm. so she, the next morning, thought that it would be wise to go through the house and bang pots and pans and say, I didn't get no sleep because of you. You ain't getting no sleep because of me. That's so Tanisha. Mm-hmm. It was classic. And I felt like Greg took a note from her book. Yeah. I think it's just a petty energy that we all should try to soak in. Think about the goodness of the pettiness. Yes. (laughs) The goodness of the pettiness. (laughs) And the joy of the producers. So (laughs) the town council is up and they're reading this book written by the former settlers, i.e. the show producers. They set a curfew time so they all get back home in time. They did. Can we talk about how much of a problem Greg is? Greg is one of the older kids. He's 14 or 15 years old. Yeah. And there's a scene of him cussing out these kids. <laughs> there were, like, more bleeps in that scene. Oh, funny. Yeah, exactly. He's, like, going off. Mallory, the nine-year-old, was like, I'm not used to being talked to like this. Yeah. Some kids were talking about respecting people for not using mm. cuss words. Right. It was traumatic. Yeah, Greg called someone a bitch. He called the little girl a bitch. Yeah, he's like 14, he's rebelling, Greg. and he's introducing all of these kids to cursing. He's so like, you're a bitch, because I don't know, he went off. Yeah. I called a little girl a bitch once, and her mom got real upset. George! Personally. But the curfew thing, I think that was as a result of Greg losing his mind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So the kids all gather around for another town hall meeting, and Mike the Boy Scout is like, everyone's being too rowdy, and we're all sleep deprived, so the curfew is now at 9.30, mm-hmm. and those kids are pissed. <laughs> and Taylor, the pageant queen, remember, tells them all to get over it, which becomes her slogan throughout the entire mm-hmm. show, and the title of the episode, Get Over It. The yellow team is now in charge of the kitchen, but they're screwing it up by getting into the flour and rolling around in it, making a mess. And then Mallory comes in with her metal rake, and it's just so adorable. She's trying to clean up the flour and the dirt (laughs) with, like, the rake, and it's just sad. It's so sad, because at first it is kind of a cute scene with the kids being kids and being messy and making this mess. And then Mallory, who the show is kind of setting up as a noble kid, 
She works hard. She comes in. She's like, oh, I hate to have to do this. Mm-hmm. And because they all come from like Indiana. <laughs> they are. They're from all yeah. flyover states. But oh my God. <laughs> she's just like dragging her rake behind her. And is this what leads her to her shop? Oh she creates God. a rake shop? Stuffed animal daycare. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> she would take people's stuffed animals and she's super wash over responsible. them during the day. Anyway, she's adorable. <laughs> she was talking about the hash browns. They were feeding hash browns to children yeah. in the palms of their hands. The, yeah. the, the stuffed animals? <laughs> no. <laughs> the stuffed animals? No. Yeah. The kids, the yellow team. Yeah, the yellow team's in charge of the kitchen, but they're late with breakfast, and it's like mm. hours late, and they give everyone just a handful of hash browns. What, they, they were so late they couldn't use plates? No. At all. Exactly. <laughs> so weird. And they're yeah. scooping hash browns into the hands of children. And Taylor's oh like, get over it. It's breakfast. It's amazing Taylor. adults yeah. are around behind the cameras <laughs> with every shot that you get. You're like, there's adults present? Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> I'm baffled. So it's now game challenge time, and the kids are tasked with wrangling sheep that mm. each have a playing card tied around their neck, and the first team to collect three aces wins. <laughs> no. no, y'all, because they had babies in a, in a, a pen with mm-hmm. some sheep, mm-hmm. just... Running around. This sounds like my favorite episode so far. Oh my god, I love this. Oh god. Did you mention Y'all, that they spray paint? Yeah. The so the producers, like, in order for the kids to like know which cards had or which sheep had aces, they gave them each like instructions, and they had the sheep's name. They'll spray paint on their back, and if they have an ace card or not, they spray paint. They spray paint on the sheep. That's not good for the wool. Yeah, not at all. It Imagine was, what sweaters will look like with that wool. It was so many things wrong with this challenge. First of all, there are several children running around in a pen of sheep <laughs> trying to get aces off of them. One of the kids, Colton, yeah. he discovered, oh, let me just jump on the sheep's back. Guys. He's oh like the God. sheep wrangler. We're he all was. learning all these kids' hidden talents, and then yes. the kids really good at catching sheep. It's, it's amazing. Insane. It's insane. There's so many bad decisions. It's fascinating. I didn't know you could make that many bad decisions and get paid for it. Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Do you remember the scene? There was one little boy chasing a bull. Yeah, so the three kids, they went out to the field where they're keeping a lot of bulls with horns, and they start chasing a bull, and one kid stands off with one. You think he's going to get tackled, or a producer's going to intervene, like, get away from that bull. No. And no, sure enough, he's It's another kid that tells him to not chase after it. I wonder if there's any therapists (laughs) that had to deal with these children and their post... I'm sure. Traumatic stress I really want to talk to one of them. Oh, me too. Yeah. Forget what team won, but... Yellow it, team. There we go. Because so, Taylor. Exactly. Yeah, Taylor. Her team won. <laughs> no, because Taylor we is love a Taylor. piece of work. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for another round of Sophie's Choice Prizes, where the kids either have to choose between a microwave and an endless supply of cocoa, or... <laughs> <laughs> The other decision or choice is a pizza party, mm. and the kids are going nuts. It caused a mutiny. The <laughs> town council is split because they need a microwave, but there will be anarchy if they don't choose the pizza. So Taylor is the one who takes the fall for the town council by telling them, oh, we're not going with the pizza. We need this microwave, mm-hmm. and they all hate Taylor again. Oh, hate. poor Taylor. No, yeah. they hate That Taylor. is the better decision, though, <laughs> right? right? Teach a man to use a microwave, feed him for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Or give a man a pizza, and he'll be hungry later today. Yeah. 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 Or woman. Thank you, TJ. Thank- give a man a pizza, feed him for a day. Give a man a microwave, feed him for a few more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's nighttime, and everyone's back at the saloon drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wild. The yeah. saloon with the root beer bar. <laughs> it's too much. So Mike the Boy Scout comes in and forces the new curfew and shuts that party down. Everyone doesn't like Mike. Mike. Taylor is forcing everyone to go to bed because uh-huh. they're so like out and about. And she comes up with her famous quote of, now I understand what George W. Bush goes through every day. (laughs) (laughs) I love Taylor. Taylor's amazing. She's like, well, sometimes you have to be a little bit bossy to get things done. She's right. She knew her stuff. Mm -hmm. She's a true leader. A windstorm comes and knocks down all the outhouses. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. And then Greg, (laughs) you know, the tall one, the oldest, comes and has to put them all back up. Who's cussed everybody out at the beginning of the episode. Mm. It was like a love-hate relationship for Greg because he's annoying but useful. Terrible. They all gather for the town hall meeting. Everyone's pissed at the yellow team because they sucked at being the kitchen staff and now they're the upper class, mm-hmm. um, making them more intolerable. And even Sophie, who's a 14-year-old girl, gets up and she's like, who approves of the town council? And no one raised their hand. She started like an uprising. Yeah. yeah. And she does every episode. She does. like her thing. Because she's been in the working class and the labor class and she learned that capitalism sucks mm-hmm. very early <laughs> on. She's the one who had to dance for money, right? Yes. She's creative. Yeah. It's so much. The psychological experiment that is Kid Nation this show would not exist today. There would be so many laws that would... I don't even know, because laws don't exist in 2020. Mm-mm. But I feel like we as a people with social media would... Oh, yeah. Twitter couldn't handle this. Twitter could not handle this, because it is blowing my mind what these children are doing on TV. Wow. So last point, Mallory wins the gold star. Mm, it's yes. her birthday. Oh, yeah, Mallory. Yeah. Happy birthday. And I think they all felt bad. She was scooping up that flower with mm-hmm. the ring. And yeah. <laughs> she's adorable. She calls her parents and she's like, I want to go star. And she's there with her sister. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because before she won the gold star, the host, who I also think is pretty evil, came out to ask everyone, do you want to go home or do you want to stay and keep trying to go through this experiment? And they panned through and I feel like everyone looked like they really, really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But if you get this gold star, you get $20,000. Oh, for each star you get? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're all little capitalists at heart. The psychological manipulation. Mm-hmm. I just, all the babies that were on Kid Nation, my big heart is just like, oh, whoa, 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 what was they doing? CBS. Yeah. Wow. you. <laughs> they're not capitalists. I think the producers were. They're teaching the kids capitalism. Mm-hmm. Nobody volunteered to leave again. No. So no. this is a reality show where nobody gets eliminated if they don't want to. Basically. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you, TJ. I hope you'll keep us posted Yeah, uh, on this show from 13 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> I'll let you all know in the next three episodes. Today's interview brings us a very special guest. We've got longtime listener Betty on the line. George, what's Betty got going on? Y'all, Betty has a really interesting story that she's about to tell us. Okay. Betty died. What? No, she didn't. Yeah, Betty died, oh, went wow. to heaven, and she's now back. And she's going to tell us about her experience. Is that correct, Betty? Did I get that right? You did, yeah. Well, how are you doing, Betty? I'm glad you're with us, first of all. Welcome back. I'm glad to be with you, too. With me, I'm back with it. And you're back with it? (laughs) Tell us in the beginning what happened. How did you die? Oh, George, it's an interesting story. I love too hard, you know? (laughs) Oh, no. And I was at the Columbus Zoo. I'd just gone to the snack stand. 
and I got myself some peanuts. Mm-hmm. And I was gazing, gazing out across. They have a, a beautiful Serengeti scene uh-huh. at the Columbus Zoo. So okay. gazing over the faux Serengeti, if you will. So in air quotes, of course. <laughs> and I was gazing out over there, and I saw these hippopotami. Oh, I love hippopotami. <laughs> and I looked over at them, and I said, wow, those creatures are so beautiful. I need to show them how I feel. I feel a strong love and maybe even a little bit of an attraction towards them. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, weird. I, I know. I was surprised, too. <laughs> so I hopped the fence, jumped across the Serengeti, <laughs> and found myself sandwiched between two hippopotami. <laughs> and lo and behold, those creatures are not lovers. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no. No, they're very aggressive. The way. They oh, seem so cuddly. You know, well, I found that out because I was in their mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, we. Yes. So I was actually sued slowly to death by a hippopotamus in the Columbus Zoo. Wait, you were chewed to death by a hippopotamus? I was. Oh, my God. And it would take full responsibility because I I wanted to, to love it so hard, you know? <laughs> wow. They're just they're beautiful creatures. Yeah, dangerous, though. Right. Beautiful. Do you know their names yeah. and were they a couple? Oh, they were definitely a couple. And it was George Burns and Rose Burns. <laughs> they have first and last names. Oh, I think I know yep. them. They're such proper yep. hippopotamus. So oh, gosh, they were so gorgeous, you know. And I've always been interested in polyamory. So there you go. How are you with us now? So I went up to heaven, of course. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm a lover. I went to heaven. And you know what, George, is really interesting is that heaven is a customizable version of of what you want as an individual, which I thought was really interesting. That's fascinating. Right? God makes customizable, individualized heaven for people. What was yours like? It was exactly what I've always dreamed of. It was just one big giant orgy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've always dreamed of having uh, a very active sex life, but gosh, you know, it it wasn't really in the cards for me as 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 a... human being on this earth in the in this day and age where people don't you know aren't as accepting of that lifestyle so i never really got to experiment but god god just handed it to me on a silver platter which that that's not in air quotes because it was literal there were people on bladders for me oh great (laughs) human yeah really great what was god like in your oh god he was great you know he really is an attentive lover Oh, wow. He? So it is confirmed. He cares about what the other person's feeling more than himself, themselves, herself. It is confirmed God is a he? A they. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. They. Singular they. God's pronoun is they. they. That's awesome. Is there a Janet when you get to heaven, or, or is it anything like The Good Place? I love that show. Oh, man. No, there's not, though, unfortunately. Oh, man. That would be really cool. I love Janet. That's what I imagined heaven was going to be like that, and I was looking forward to... I want to know, the moment that you either black out once you're no longer alive, and then is it sort of 
a lot of white? Is it lights up on disco heaven? Does it happen instantly? Is St. Peter's there at the pearly gate? How do you get from sort of being alive to the orgy? Oh, that's a really great question. Kind of like when you turn the TV on, but like those old TVs, there's static for a second. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, snowy, and then the picture gets clearer and clearer. Snowy, mm. And then all of a sudden, you're coming. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. Well. Yep. Did you see any other famous people in heaven, like James Dean or Jesus? Oh, well, Jesus is God. They're one in the same. Mm. If you saw Jesus, had Jesus, I would recommend Jesus to a friend. Oh. Um, but, uh, no, there weren't any other famous people that I can remember except for Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Ted was there in heaven, because that's my favorite part of his body. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Basically, just everything I had fantasized about while I was on Earth was in heaven, but no other dead people per se were there with me, if that makes sense. TJ Alexandria, do either of you know who Wayne Gretzky is? That's a hockey player, right? Yeah. Yes. Look at me knowing my white history. <laughs> <laughs> hockey is a very white sport. I had no idea. <laughs> I want to hear about the moment she came back to life. Well, to be frank, it was a little disappointing. Heaven was wonderful. I came back to life. I was in my living room. I was sitting in my chair, and all of a sudden I was back to life, clicking through my clicker. Oh, so you didn't come back to life at the zoo or at the hospital. You, <laughs> you came back to life in your apartment. Yeah. I love that instead of taking you to some sort of morgue or burial perhaps if the world assumed you weren't going to wake up again, they just put you back in your house. Has this happened before? Have I died before and come back to life? Yes. No. No, so this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity kind of a thing. Absolutely. I don't know why they brought me back to life. Nobody told me, but here I am. So, yeah, it's interesting, right? I, I don't know why they didn't keep me up there, but I guess I've got some sort of unfulfilled purpose. Mm. And they put me back here. What do you think that unfulfilled purpose is? Well, I have a couple of theories. One of them, my last goal of becoming an athlete. Okay. <laughs> I've always wanted to be an athlete, but I never actually follow my dreams. So I've joined a CrossFit gym, started doing competitive soccer. Oh, nice. All at 50 years young. Oh, very nice. Okay, That's yeah. awesome, buddy. Yeah. That's awesome. When you do die, who's in the will, and what will you leave behind? Everything goes to my husband, Harvey. Okay, awesome. Uh, That's the line of succession. Uh, But if (laughs) he and I were to die at the same time, well, then everything would be given to the city of Columbus, would hopefully get turned into a museum. Oh, Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah, thank you. That was my idea. Are you banned from the zoo? I would suppose so, because I tried to make love to a hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's frowned upon. Wow, thank you, Betty. Wow. <laughs> Betty made me feel a little bit more at ease with dying, but then, like, the coming back. The coming well, back sounds very jarring. Yeah. What is your heaven going to be, Alexandria? Mm. Because we now know it's, it's personalized, right? It's your own personal fantasy. Some things I can't discuss here. But I think it would involve a lot of Cabernet, Mm. different forms of chicken, grilled, blackened, (laughs) and fried, Mm -hmm. queso, Mm. lots of Netflixing, Mm. some kickbacks and get-togethers. I don't know. It would be pleasures. 
You say tomato, I say tomato. Okay. <laughs> we said it's personalized. George, I will, everything that tastes good is good for you, mm-hmm. and everything that tastes bad is bad for you. So you mm-hmm. don't have to eat gross vegetables anymore. You can just binge on chocolate ice cream yes. and lose weight and look hot. Oh, also, everybody has perfect abs. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't like looking at people who don't have perfect abs. Right. Well, you and the customer base at Swing and Richards feel the same way. Because <laughs> if you've listened to a previous episode, our friend Lucas Scott auditioned, and they told him to go work on his abs and come back. Oh, oh my gosh. well, but, I mean. You know, hearing that from Lucas made me not go to my audition. I was like, if he's not passing the test, <laughs> I'm, I'm SOL. Funny you say that. I was going to go to the gym, but I thought if he can't even pass, there's no hope for me. If you can't get a job as a stripper, you might as well not go work out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's agree more. Real. I am afraid to ask this question. TJ? Yes? What's in your heaven? I don't know. <laughs> TJ just died. I have no idea. To it out. <laughs> don't put too much weight in this moment. Okay. Your fantasy. You wake up mm-hmm. anywhere, doing anything with any people that you want. Where are you? Is it recording an episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast? Oh, totally. We're there with all perfect mics and audio, and it's just like it goes swimmingly and like flawless. And Wayne Gretzky's head floating. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think people's heavens cross over? Or is that just way too much? So like, can I I'm come just... hang out in your heaven? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Right? Well, yeah. yeah, because I'm vegetarian in this world, but I'd come eat some chicken in your heaven. Like, it would be veggie, plant-based chicken. We'll have inclusive chicken. <laughs> inclusive in, chicken. In my heaven. I think we should close this out and just go get some chicken right now. Let's do that it. Sounds like plan. I'm good. Do that. Oh my god. Plant-based chicken. Sure. Yeah, KFC. Has it's some. beyond chicken. That's true. They do. do. You know, technically plant-based chicken would just be some grain. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just called corn. If you catch it early. <laughs> Folks, if you've died, please send us an email to the funniest people I know at gmail.com. We would love to know about your personal heaven. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I was thinking today that Perhaps there's a Pulitzer Prize for podcasts. Okay. Oh, okay. And if so, how do we submit? Because this is some hard-hitting journalism. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, we just totally. campaign for ourselves. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a story like Betty's before. I have not either. And also the man who proposed, lest mm-hmm. we forget... You know, and mm. vomited and had a mariachi band mm. and all that going down. Oh, God. I forgot well, that, about that one. That, the woman who <laughs> fell asleep in a bathroom. Yes. This is all available for free mm-hmm. in the Funniest People I Know archives. It is. There we're, are people living their best and craziest lives, and we're capturing that for you guys to hear. Folks, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast. We hope you're surviving flu season, the coronavirus, or... Just uh, any annoying colleagues that might be plaguing your office space or your work-life balance. Speaking of annoying colleagues, we booked your coworker for next week's show. What? <laughs> well, have a good week. Bye. 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 Have yourself a hilarious week. <laughs>